this thought. This is the uh, fourth lesson, well, uh, third lesson for some in person. Uh, I want to talk about going back is not an option. Say that with me, going back is not an option. Going back is not an option. It's not for me. What am I going to go back to? God has brought me too far for me to go back to what I used to be in and what I, how I used to live. My life now is hid in Christ. It is better than it's ever been before. Amen. Even with the test and the trial, my life has been great. Hallelujah. Why? Because he promised to be with us always. Even to the end. Genesis 19 verse 15. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. And when he hesitated, Sometimes it's not good to hesitate. The men grasped his hand in the hands of his wife and of the two daughters and led them safely out of the city. For the Lord was merciful to them. Verse 17 says, And as soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back. And don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. May the Lord have a blessing to the readers, the hearers, and most of all the doers of his holy word. Going back is not an option. Sometimes things that we are familiar with will keep us from pursuing things that are in our future. And I know along the way, this Christian journey, this Christian walk, there have been some things that you have had to chisel away or release or let go. And if you're not growing, it may be because you are satisfied with what you have. And I'm telling you, I'm not satisfied with where I am. I believe that there's more in God. I believe there's more to this salvation thing. I believe that God has more for his people than a lot of his people actually want to receive. I'm content with my natural possessions, but I'm not satisfied with my pursuit of God. I want more. Our desire should be to have more of God in every area of our lives. And I just want to just pause right there and ask, is there anybody here that wants more in God? I mean, I'm not satisfied with my growth. I need to grow even more in Christ. Things come, things go. And he done already told us if that we would seek First, the kingdom of God and his, all these things will be what? 
added on. So you don't have to worry about the things if you do right by God and you do the spiritual part. God said, I'll add the stuff to you. He said, all these things shall be added unto you. I'm in the addition column. I got a plus sign by my name. Why? Because I'm seeking him. If you're going to go where we're going, you got to seek him. You got to seek the Lord while he may be found. You got to seek him day and night. And the reason why a lot of us not getting added stuff is because sometimes we get off track. We're not seeking the kingdom of God like we should. Many people during the pandemic, they jumped ship. They got off track. They were seeking other things. They were seeking their own way of trying to work it out. They were seeking help from the government. They were seeking from their friends. They were looking to the world to come to their rescue. But God is saying, hey, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. And get this, look what he said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Any Bible readers in here? Any Bible readers? Do y'all receive that? That he will never leave you nor forsake you. Crowds may get thin. People may walk out and walk in. But Jesus said he would never, ever leave you. Now, that's good news right there to me. So we should thank God for where we are and where, we, where he has brought us from. But we should want to go deeper in the presence of God. And as for me and my house, Going back to what was is not an option. Hallelujah. How many of you feel the same way? For you and your house, going back is not an option. Now, when we read Genesis 19, we see a lot, lot of observations, but I'm only going to give you a few today. Uh, observation number one is don't ignore the warning sign. Say that with me. Don't ignore the warning signs. Now in verses 14 and 15 we see warning signs. Look what it says. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons in law and who were pledged to marry his daughters. And he said hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons in law thought he was joking. How many times when a hurricane or a tornado is coming and the warning signs are out there and they're telling people to get out, look like they want to go out and get in the water. Now they tell you that the hurricane is coming. You see the sign. That means you out in the wind is about to blow you down. But no, you know more than everybody else. And all these years that I've been teaching and preaching, there are a lot of folk that just would not heed to the warning signs. We've given them warning signs after warning signs, but they want to do it their way. And then when things don't go the way that they want them to go, then they blame everybody else. Right. 
Well, the warning signs were there. You just didn't take heed to the warning signs. So it behooves us to take heed to the warning signs. And I'm telling you, Jesus is coming. We're not joking about that. Jesus is coming. He is on the way. Now, verse 15 says, with the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away with the city uh, when the city is punished. So God will give you partial insights uh, into something that is coming. You just only see part of it. And this is totally up to God how he prepares us for the shifts that we may uh, occur in our lives. So it, it pays for us to be listening to God and turn our ears toward him. So when God gets ready to make another shift in our lives, there's always a shaking before the shift. There's some commotion. There's some trembling there. There's some wind blowing there. Some signs that something is about to happen. And so when God gets ready to make another shift in our lives, there is the, the shaking and the quaking. But what we think comes to consume us is only to make us move forward. See, you can't stay where you are if you expect God to take you higher. Say that with me, I can't stay where I am because I'm expecting God to take me higher. If God is going to take you higher, you got to move. The angels of the Lord warned Lot that something was going to happen and they could not stay where they were and they had to move and go higher. And I'm telling some of you all right here and right now that God is about to move you higher. And you cannot stay in the state that you're in. You can't even think the same way you've been thinking. Last This year is almost over. God is moving you into a new year. And you cannot afford to keep thinking the way that you're thinking and doing the same old things that you're doing and expecting a different result. No, you got to go a different way. You got to try something else different. You got to follow the plan of God. You've been trying to do it your way all this time and you're still falling on your face. It's time for you to turn and say, God, Wherever you lead, I will follow. I ain't playing no games no more. I'm ready for what you have in store for me. If it's going to cost me to go higher, I'm willing to pay the price because I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm tired of being where I am. I'm ready to go higher than where I've been in the past. I cannot stand the same old, same old. It's time to move higher in God. Sometimes you can't hang around the same old people and expect God to move in your life because they bring a damper to your situation. Some people are not speaking life, first lady. They are speaking death. And sometimes we're not in a place where we can hear what they're saying. They're always speaking death around us. You need to start listening and, and see the signs, those folk that are speaking deaf around you. You'll never make that. Honey, I'm sick as a dog. I almost died. I feel like I'm dying. They're always speaking deaf around you. He didn't come to give us death. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. 
And so get this. God will allow you to get a different to get to a different places so that he can give you revelation. See, your revelation is in going to a different place. See, because where you are right now, you cannot get the revelation. It will never be revealed or unveiled or unveiled. You'll never see it with where you are right now. You got to move to a different place or state of mind so that you can receive the revelation that God has for you. Now, why am I talking like this and slowing it down? I want you to hear what I'm saying. See, some of you all been saying, oh, man, I, you know, look like it was the same thing last year. Look like it's, I'm headed for the same thing this year. No, no, no. You got to move to a different place so you can receive the revelation. Because where you are, you'll never be able to receive it. See, you have settled, sir. You have settled, ma'am, to where you are now. And you feel like that God just going to do it anyhow. No. There are certain blessings are already made for when you step out in faith. There are certain things that are only connected to your faith. So if your faith is a standstill and stuck type of faith, You'll never see where your active faith will cause you to see when you step over here. See, your view was blocked back there. But you had to step out in faith, sir, ma'am, in order for you to get the revelation that God wanted you to receive. Can you imagine when we get there and God shows all of the revelations that he would have showed us if we were only just stepped out in faith, but we sat there in that seat and say, well, you know, I just let everybody else do it. God really don't have much for me to do. I'm just, you know, a lonely person and, and I really don't have no gifts and callings and talents and this and that and other. Hey, let me tell you something, sir, ma'am. You Listen, God has already gifted everybody in here to do at least one something that they do better than everybody else. See, our problem is that we want the glamour ones. We want to be able to sing. Everybody can't do like, you know, uh, uh, Minister Cook. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Because, you know, when you look at him and try to size him up, you will think that he ain't going to do nothing. This guy here can't move like that. And that's our problem. We always sizing people up. But that guy got more, more energy than half, most of us in here. Are y'all hearing me? We got tired just looking at him. Huh? So you can't size people up. You know, you try to size, you know, and that's what they've been doing in the past. They try to size you up. You know, you go out for cheerleader, and you know what? Well, you look kind of on the heavy side. And then you, that girl get out there and show how split and turn and tuck tumble and everything. You're like, oh, my God. I didn't know all that was in there. See, that's your problem. You don't know what's all in these believers. You don't know what's all in these Christians. You don't know what's all in us. See, we got power that comes from above. You don't look at my outer shell to know what God got going on in the inner sanctum of my spirit because God is working something out that you will never be able to see in the flesh. And so you cannot sign me up because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm telling you right now, you got some royalty in you. You got some royal blood flowing through you. Don't size me up and count me out and kick me to the curb when you don't even know me. You don't know who my father is. I got more working for me than against me. Somebody shout to somebody else and tell them, say, I got more working for me than against me.
My father owned everything. My daddy has everything. Don't you count me out because I had a few small falls, a few slips and slides, but I'm telling you that a righteous man may fall seven times, but don't you count me out on that sixth time and that seventh. I'll get back up on you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel somebody getting back up right now. You just got up in your attitude. You just got up in your spirit. You just got up in your mind. You counted yourself out. Well, you know, Bishop, I'm all over the hill. The devil is a liar. When you conquer that hill and there's going to be another hill, you're going to conquer that hill. And there's going to be another hill and you're going to conquer that hill. You might be on your 15th hill, but there's another hill that's big. But just because I, listen, if I can conquer all those 15, I'll Take this 16th hill by the power of God. I don't care what's in your way. If God say you can conquer it. Oh, let me back up. Rewind. Let me, let me back up. I messed up. No, you are more than a conqueror. Would you help me preach and tell somebody tell say nothing can stop you. If you got your mind made up, come on, they would not hear you. Tell them, say, nothing can stop me if I got my mind made up. A made-up mind will never be stopped. A made-up mind will live for God. A made-up mind will look at a trial and say, hey, God, if I got to go through it, let me go through it. I know you're going to be with me. You promised to be with me. You, if you got to hold my trembling hand, I'm going through this thing. But when I go through it on the other side, I'm coming out with my hands lifted up. I'm coming out with victory. Back it up and give it up is not an option for me. Hallelujah. Care what it looks like. I don't care nothing about the long tongue liar, always lying, and the naysayers. The ones that are always trying to stir up trouble. Come on now, look at your resume. Look at your resume. Look at your testimony. Look at your rap sheet. Come on now. All that the God done brought you out of. All that you done been through right now. Look at your resume. You ain't got to, you ain't got to convince nobody. Man, when you look at your resume, you will jump up and shout right now. Because God done brought you through all of that. He drew you out of many waters. He turned you around. He put your feet on solid. Woo! Some folks in here don't see your resume. Hallelujah. Don't you forget that he brought you out last year. Don't you forget a lot of you had COVID, but you didn't die from it. Don't you forget some of y'all had cancer, but you still sitting up here living in living. Don't you forget that God brought you from that place where you thought that you would not recover. Don't you forget that, my God, they had counted you out. But turn to somebody and say, but look at me now. 
They might have counted me out, but I got something in me that called me to spring back every time. I bounce back every time. I got some bounce back in me, mother. I don't care what the devil got to say about it. He don't have the last say. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches. Somebody say, I'm about to be rich. You already rich. My father is rich in houses and land. He holds the world in the palm of his hand. He's already rich. And I'm an heir, a joint heir. Look down and say, I'm a joint heir. I'm joined to Christ. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to be, I done got... I done got carried away here now. So you, you probably don't notice something about me. It don't, it don't take me a whole lot of folk for me to get fired up. Because I, I really believe where two or three are gathered in his name. I believe that. I believe God is here right now. I believe he in the midst right now. Would you tell the one next to you, tell them that I believe God is here right now. And because he's here, tell him, say, ask what you need. Woo! All right, let me, let me, let me, let me. So we have, we have some observations here. So the revelation that God wants to give us in this season has a generational consequence. So the revelation he wants to give us, but it have a generational consequence because when he give us this revelation, it's going to flow down to the people that are connected to us. So in other words, I need the revelation that God has for me. Come on, say it with me. I need the revelation God has. You know why? Because you're going to bless some other people with the revelation, the unveiling, the re revealing that God gives to you. Other people are going to be blessed by what God showed you. Just because you was obedient, other folk are going to be blessed. I guess ain't about half but two or three of us, but you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. So God is positioning you for your next level up. Good God Almighty. Come on, say that with me. God is positioning me for my next level up. Ah. Hey! Oh yeah, you're gonna have some jealous folks on the way. You're gonna have some they say, where you how 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 you get up that high? Where you think you going? I'm going to my next level. So that's, in verse 16, he tells, as you go through each season, it should reveal something about yourself and it should reveal a deeper revelation about God. So as you are going through these seasons, I mean, this is a season for us right here. You should be looking at what God was trying to show you about you. 
What did God show you about you in 2022? I know I ain't, I'm not teaching a New Year's you know, message yet, but uh, this is just dropping in my spirit. What did God teach you about 2022 about you? What stepped in the way and tried to hinder you? What stepped in the way and tried to block you? Was it sickness? Was it marital problems? Was it financial? What stepped in and, and tried to block you from God revealing you to you? Because we can't go no further until we realize where we are. <laughs> I hope I'm not talking over you today. So there's another level coming, according to verse 17. God brings you out of one level to take you to the next. And when you are not making progress, means that God is trying to get your attention so you can make the right move. I need to be attentive so I can make the right move. It's, it's really important for me to make the right move in this new season. Is that critical for you? That you make the right move in this new season? And so despite the warning signs from the angels of the Lord, Lot had a desire to stay close to a place that represents a lifestyle of sin. So you got, you got to leave that place. Going back is not an option. There's nothing so good that was back in my worldly days that I want to go back to. Not anything. And so this place was called Zor. Zor was described as a small place outside of Sodom and Gomorrah, and I believe it reminded him of what was. And said, when in church, we can't talk about what was, we need to talk about where we're going. See, God wants to move, uh, move us to uh, from move from the low points in our lives that reminded us what, of what was and move us to a place of safety and represents our, our, our new life. That's why we've been talking about this uh, renewed life. I don't want the same old, same old that we had with the winning church or with CFC. I want the new life that God has, has given us. It's all right to talk about what was, but it was only used to show us what is. And then what is to come. And so there are some things that you would not be able to possess until you leave the familiar or familiarity behind. You got to leave the uh, former things behind. Those things that you're familiar with. You got to leave those things behind. And I know that's hard for some of us. That's hard. But you got to leave those things behind. So that's what we observe. We observe in observation number two, God will provide instructions to move forward. Ooh, I like that. Come on, say that with me. Come on, Claire. Say, God will, God will provide instructions to move forward. One more time. God will, God will provide instructions 
to move forward. Let's see what we, verse 16 says, when he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and his hand of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. And as soon as he had brought them out, out of them, he said, flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Look at verse 18. But Lot said unto them, no, my Lord, please. Uh, your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountain. This disaster will overtake me, and I will die. See, you always you are speaking your own doom. Some people have already spoke, and you know what? Your mouth is greater than what you think. Death and life is in the power of the what? Power of the tongue. Don't speak depth to your family. Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I can't flee to the mountain. You know, the, uh, the disaster already told me I will die if I go to the mountain. If I go over there, God, if I try this, if I tip that, I'm a fail. The devil is a liar. Sometimes you don't have because you don't ask. Especially when you're in trouble. Sometimes the cops stop you. If you were just nice about it, he might just give you a warning. But no, you want to go off. He said, okay. I guess you want this ticket anyway then. But if you was nice about it, sometimes they'll just give you a warning. Hallelujah. And sometimes we just speak doom to ourselves. I never live in a house like that. I never drive nothing like that. I don't think God want me to have that. And then you get mad when other folk speak opposite and get it. Other folks speaking opposite and saying, hey, my business about to thrive. God about to give me more than what I even asked for. I'm about to multiply. I got one, but I'm getting three buildings now. I mean, they just tripling and they they just going on. And, and you know, and they speaking opposite of what you speaking, and you mad at them. How you get mad at somebody speaking faith and they're walking in faith, talking in faith, but you want to sit on the stool and do nothing and but complain about what somebody else has. Get off of your derriere and start saying what they say and you can get what they got. Sometimes you know what? I can't wait to Jerry's give his testimony. But sometimes, sometimes what you got to do, if nobody won't give you the money to build your house or your business, you got to go and find out how you can build your own house and your own business. Because what I found out, it don't take much to be a general contractor. You just got to pass one little test. Pay your little fees. You can be a general contractor and have subs up under you. And really, they the ones that are doing all the work. But you are the one that's making the cheese because you are the general contractor. All you're saying is I'm in charge and responsible for what goes on. And that's why you go out and you walk around and see if they're doing what they're supposed to do. 
So they don't want to give you what you want. You go and you go, hey, I'm going to build my own house. Find you a banker that'll, you know, hey, that'll partner with you. Hallelujah. So now y'all going to get quiet on me now. I'm trying to push you on out there. I'm trying to push you on out. I want you to have more than what you have right now. Well, you know, Bishop, I, I already have three houses. You, that, that's not enough. You need three more. All right, let's see how that will go to the church right there. They want people to just have all this stuff. And no, 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 no. What, the world ain't got no business having it. Because, see, if you got it, if somebody needs you, you can let them have one of your houses or let them stay in there for free. And whenever you know, until they get on their feet, I've done it. I've let many people stay in some of my property and, 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 and listen. All right, when you get on your feet, then we'll work something out. I want you to think greater than what you're thinking right now. You know, people got a tendency to put their mouth on you when they, look, you know, you know, he ought to be blessed. He a preacher, been a preacher for 30, uh, 38 years. He ought to be blessed. I know, I know some broke preachers right now. Just because you're a preacher don't mean that you got money. Someone broke it in the Ten Commandments. You understand what I'm saying? That don't mean nothing. You got to make better decisions. Well, you ought to do all right. The church down there paying you a good salary. Hush your mouth. I give enough to pay my own salary. Now you don't want to talk with me now. Now you don't want to talk with me now. You don't worry about folks putting their mouth on you when you're doing right by God. And you ain't got to hide nothing when you're doing right. You don't last this long doing wrong. Well, I know that for a fact. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't, you don't last this long in marriage if you're doing all, you know, crazy stuff. Hallelujah. And, you know, I always get up and say, you know, I ain't cheated on my wife in, in 40 years. She ain't cheated on me either. I want you to know that. trying to get you to think outside the box because going backwards is not an option come on let's let's start talking in faith faith code let's say this with me uh i'm going forward no matter what from this day forward i shall move forward going back is not an option for me now look at somebody and say, now if you want to go back, you're going to go by yourself. Because from this moment forward, I'm going forward. Now somebody put their hand together and give God praise right there. So I was talking about Lot. Verse 20 says, look, here is a town near enough to run to, and it is small. See, that's what your problem. You're thinking too small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? 
and then my life shall be spared. See, that's our problem. We always think it's so small. Well, you know, that's good enough, Bishop. We ain't got to do all that, and we ain't got to have this, and we ain't got to do that. Why y'all doing that? What you doing that for? Why are you buying these bands? Why are you doing this, and why are you doing that? Y'all always doing something. Every time I turn around, y'all doing something. Well, listen, in God, you should be progressive. You'll never possess without any progress. You're not going to have it sitting still. But some people want you to sit still. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. You're doing... Listen, let me tell you something. God made this earth and he wants us to enjoy it. Since you got to live on it, why you not enjoying it? Since you got to live on this earth, we ain't talking about no heaven right now. We talking about on this earth. Since God made this earth and put you on it, he wanted you to enjoy it. Some of y'all ain't been on vacation since Pluto was a puppy. And a vacation ain't, ain't going to Macon and getting in a Motel 6. That's not a vacation. That's not a, yeah, we went to Macon, child. Ooh, child. There ain't no vacation. You need to go on vacation where you can just really enjoy yourself. All right, everybody says to stop thinking small. small. See, some of you all, you're going to have to, you know, hit your head a little bit because, you know, you think too small because you're stingy. It's one thing being frugal and stingy. It's all right to be frugal and, you know, make sure that everything add up and line up because nobody want to pay too much for anything. But now when you just so stingy that you hold that penny that Abraham Lincoln start talking. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you something. If you pass stingy, don't get married. No, no, I'm trying to help you. Especially men. If you pass stingy, don't get married. Because women like nice things. Yes, Ladies, y'all should have helped me on that one now. Y'all come on now. I'm trying to, y'all should have helped me on that one. They like nice things. And if you let them, they'll have you looking nice. I don't know one man that stayed the same when a woman found him. Well, he found her, and, and she got a hold of him, and she made him look better. Even if she got to cut his hair herself. Come here, baby. Let me line you up. I'm going to have you looking good. And some of y'all don't need no more lines. They just, baby, just, just take y'all all. Just get to you. They like nice things. 
And I mean, you got some frugal women, but I'm telling you, even when, even those that are frugal, they still like nice things. When they buy something, it's going to be nice. So when you go in, brother, start thinking, now she's going to like some nice things. So you got to put that in the budget for the nice things. Now, we can't get everything, but we can get some nice things. Am I helping anybody right here? Yeah. All right, because they always say I go off on a tantrum on the marriage thing, so I'm going to just leave that right there where it is, all right? So Lot hesitated because of what he was familiar with. And that's our problem, what we're familiar with. And see, the land that he chose ended up being a curse to himself and his family. What have you chosen that has winded up being a curse to you? Instead of holding on to his godly heritage, he was wooden into the mindset and the lifestyle of the Sodomites. The Sodomites represent everything that was opposite of God, which included unholy alliances. It included wicked lifestyles and the absence of Jehovah God. There are people that think that they can live life minus God. Don't you walk from them people, you run from them. Yeah, we're going to get married. Well, what's their relationship with God? Oh, she's an atheist. I believe that there was a small part of Lot that wanted to move forward and do the right thing. But there was something about Sodom. There are some areas in our lives that are similar to Sodom. It represents the old lifestyle, old habits and attitudes. Don't you miss this. Sodom represents old lifestyle. Old habits and old attitudes. And we got to get rid of all three. We got to get rid of old lifestyles, got to get rid of old habits, and we got to get rid of old attitudes. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. So what do you need to leave behind to move forward? This is my question for you. I'm about done. What do you need to leave behind in order for you to move forward? And I know I always, you know, talk about relationship, but, but what did you bring in your relationship that you should have left behind? See, some of us brought our old self and old habits and old attitudes into our relationship. Some of you women, you brought your old attitude, old nasty, raunchy attitudes into the relationship. You should have left that behind, girl. That didn't do good for the last relationship you was in. And you're so mean and controlling and always wanting to have it your way all the time and everything like that. That's what messed up your other, the last three relationships. You see, some, some people, well, you know, how many times you been married? I've been married five times. 
And all of them, they were all had something wrong with them. You don't say. Let me see who was the common denominator in this whole thing. I'm so sorry you slap dab in the middle of all five relationships. I'm only trying to help you. Thank you, first lady. Help, Lord. I'm just trying to help. So you got to, what do you need to leave behind in 2022 as you move into 2023? What is it that you need to leave behind? I believe as you get older, you should get sweeter. You ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. As you get older, you should get more kinder, loving, and respectful. You ain't got nothing to prove to nobody no more. Why you being so mean? It ain't going to get you nowhere. You die by yourself with your old mean self. Did y'all go check on her? Uh-uh, she too mean. I ain't checking on her. Every time I come in, she's throwing her shoe at me. I ain't going over there. No. As you get older, you shouldn't get mean. You should get sweeter. Because as you become grandparents and great-grandparents, you become sweeter. Now, when you had your children, you gave them the business. But now, when you become grandma, grandpa, great-grandpa, you, you should at least get sweeter. Amen. In a marital relationship, all that you done been through up until now, and it didn't break y'all and didn't tear y'all apart, you should go ahead and learn how to roll with the punches by now. God has brought you too far. I mean, why, why would you still be tripping? Right? That's foolishness. So there's a part of you you should have left behind a long time ago. And that part of you is keeping your life so upsetting. I remember years ago when we was coaching the, the, the little team, me and my wife would call us up coaching, and we would coach every year because, you know, everybody, like the parents, I like they don't want to coach the kids. And, you know, they're always looking for people to coach and everything, so we figured we'd just go out there and just coach. And they had this guy, he would have, he had an afro, and, and he looked just, his afro, he looked like, you know, he looked like a broccoli. They used to call him broccoli heads, because he looked like a broccoli. <laughs> but he, he passed away now. But anyway, but, 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 but the thing is, is that when we would get out there, and you know, with the little kids, this guy was so horribly mean. He was so mean, and he'll get so mad, and he already had heart problems. And this is just little kids, y'all. They go make mistakes. Because your big old self make mistakes. I was looking at the football game. There are professionals that miss passes. Now, they may catch some, uh, you know, miraculous. Sometimes they hit them right in the hand and they drop it. Just because you a professional don't mean that you ain't going to never do nothing wrong. But he, had, he just fusses at him. And they said, come on, you just calm down. You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to kill yourself. And guess what he did? Killed himself. All that rage and all that anger. For what? 
I don't care if we lose every game. We were just out there with the kids. They just developing right now. And that's how it is with, with Christians. We, we throw them out. Well, you know, you ain't saved. Well, let's work with them. You can't just throw them out. They'll get, they'll get it together after a while. You know, when we were coming, you, you can't use the same strategy when we were coming along. Now, you got to use the same Bible, but you can't use the same strategy. Now, I'm going to tell you that now. You, you, you can do what you want with that, but you cannot use the same strategy. And so what do you need to leave behind in order to move forward? And I know y'all thinking about this. You're sitting right there right now thinking, what in the world do I need to leave behind in order for me to, lead, to move forward? First of all, you need to get your word back. Your word ain't good. You need to leave your bad word behind. What do you mean, Bishop? Your word not good because your credit is bad. 200. I don't know if it's possible, but 200. Okay, fo okay, 400. All right, we'll double it. 400. Your credit, 400. Your word not good. Oh, you're putting your name? Okay, then. Hallelujah. Well, maybe that's all they got, just their name over there. <laughs> they won't even let you borrow water. <laughs> Can I borrow a cup of sugar? Shut that door. Don't let them come and get no sugar over here because they ain't bringing it back. They ain't gonna... You need to get your word back, sir. Get your name back because your word is your name. You need to get you need to, you need to leave behind all of the lies you done told. Oh, I, I'm gonna pay you back, and no, you didn't have no intention of paying nobody back. You need to leave that behind. You need to get yourself together. You got to hide your car because a repo man trying to come get it. Your word ain't good. You got to disguise your voice because the people calling about the mortgage. Your word not good. You got to get your word back. And make your word good. You got to leave that old scheming, get over mentality. Leave that behind. Am I, am I saying anything to help him? And you know when you can start? You can start today. You start today. And so Lot had a divine opportunity to leave the land that he chose as the better portion. But Lot had attached himself to his uncle who was Abraham back in chapter uh, 12 and 13. And little that Lot knew, the portion he chose would have, la la would have a, last, a long lasting effect on his life and his family. How you choose in life is going to affect your whole family. Let me ask you something. The choices that you made in the past, did it bless your family or did it bring a little riffraff in your family? But you can make it better. Starting today, you can make it better. In order to move forward, we must acknowledge God in everything that we do without hesitation. Do you agree with that? Because moving forward requires one to remember what happened. What happened? 
How did I get here? Moving forward will require you to move when God say move. Moving forward will carry you into your destiny. I'm ready to go into my destiny. Hallelujah. And then finally, our third observation is what's coming. Ooh, I'm about to shout now. Is better than what is behind you. Say that with me. What's coming is better than what is behind me. Come on, say it with an attitude and say it loud and say it proud. What's coming is better than what's behind me. How do we know that? Look at verse 20, 21. He said to him, very well, very well, I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. And this is why the town was called Zor. So what Lot did not realize because of his procrastination was God wanted to save his life for a greater purpose. You got to watch that procrastination. I said one time, you know, procrastination is the worst nation you can, but I don't know, it's right close to that devastation. But procrastination will lead to devastation. See, Lot was saved because of the intercessions of his uncle. You got to always have somebody as an intercessor. His uncle Abraham was always interceding for him. Huh? And this tells me that it is important to pray and intercede for our families. Do you pray and intercede for your family? If you haven't, you need to start. It is important to pray when you don't understand what God is doing. But trust his guidance. You don't understand everything, but you got to trust his guidance. God, why did this happen to me? I don't understand this. But I trust you in this situation. I don't like it, but I trust you in it. It don't feel good to me, but I trust you in it. I don't see how you gonna work this out and why you taking me down this road or this avenue, but I trust you in it. Anybody ever been in a trusting situation where you had to trust God because you didn't know what God was doing and how he was doing it? God, you see, God did not, uh, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't get in touch with you first before he decided to let you go through that. God, why didn't you just want me to get, get in touch with me first? I'll tell you whether I want to go through it or not. It don't work like that, ladies and gentlemen. Test and trial just show up. See, God wants us to come to the realization that what is ahead is better than what is currently going on. Oh, I like that. Oh, I know y'all got it good right now. I know currently right now it's the bump, but God said I got more than that. What's ahead of you is better than where you are right now. And some of you all, man, I see your smile coming on your way. Because you saying, Bishop, if it can get any better than this here. Woo-woo! And so when we experience the loss of material things in our lives, don't dwell on what you lost, but put yourself in a position to receive something greater than you never possessed. So I didn't get this job, I'm going to get a better one. I didn't get this car, but I'm going to get a better one. They looked over me for this house, but a bigger one and a greater one is coming. This business plan was not for me. God got something else greater. 
So if you don't get what you think that you're pursuing, always remember God got something greater for you. Come on, look down your road and tell them, say, God's got something greater coming for me and you. So that's the attitude you got to take, ladies and gentlemen, that if it is not working now, God got something better. And so I believe that God will allow you to experience the loss of something, uh-huh, so that you will know that he is a God who restores. Can you say amen? amen. How many of y'all know that God is a God that will restore your life? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have experienced loss in my life. First lady has experienced loss in her life. We have experienced loss in our lives. But the best thing that we ever can lean on is that we did not give up and we did not walk out on God. And we realize that God is one who restored. I believe that God will allow us to experience seasons of sickness to know that he is a healer. Anybody else got a testimony that God is a healer. Uh, yes, I believe that God will allow us to experience seasons. Uh, uh -huh, believe that he will, uh, we will, he will test our faith so that we will put it into action. Can you say amen? Uh, I believe that God can restore everything that is broken in our lives, uh, but we have to allow him uh, to do the needed thing. Uh, yes, there's some things that need to be done in our lives, but I believe that God always come to our rescue. I've been living all this time from a child up until now, and I know that God has come to my rescue. They told me that I'll never be able to perform like any other kid because I was born with asthma, and I always have a terrier pump around, but I haven't taken a pump ever since God healed my body. Can you say amen? Yes, 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 I believe some situations are given so that God can show you that he has the power to bring you up and out of it. I believe that some situations are done so that you can give God the glory so that people will know that it was God and it will always be God. It's God now. It was God then and it'll be God in our future. I don't hear nobody. Yes, 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 you've been through what you've been through so that you can tell others that had not been for the Lord on my side. I wouldn't have made it this far. Can you say amen? And you know the story. We have come this far by faith. Yes, leaning on his everlasting word. trusting in his holy word. Can you say amen? Yes, there's some things we got to go through that we don't want to go through, but don't you think about going back. But going back is not an option. Going backwards is not an option. God done brought you too far, sister. He done brought you too far, man, for you to even think about you want to throw in the child. Can you say amen? If I got to fight, I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. If I got to fight, I'm going to fight with the Lord being my uh -huh weapon. Can you say amen? And God will give you your weaponry that you need. He's giving you the shield of favor. He's giving you the sword of the spirit. He's giving you the breastplate of righteousness. He's giving you all those things. And you can pull out your weapon of prayer. Sometimes you got to pray your way through. Sometimes he'll give you the weapon 
poetry of praise. You got to praise your way through. Can you say amen? I can't see how I'm coming out, but I'm going to praise him anyhow. I don't see how it's going to work out, but I'm going to praise him anyhow. I don't know what they talking about, but I'm going to do it anyhow because I know that God can make ways out of no way. Can you say amen? And so when, 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 uh, when you place your trust in the Lord, uh, he will give you what you need. Uh, and when you are obedient to the Lord, uh, he will also give you the desires of your heart. Uh, I'm determined to not go back uh, to what was, but I am determined to follow Jesus until the end. Uh, is there anybody in here that's determined to follow Jesus all the way to the end? Uh, I'm not not going back to my old way of living nah, because he has given us new uh, and renewed life. Uh, that's why I know I can't go back uh, because the world don't have anything to offer nah, that's com compete nor compare to God. Uh, can you say amen? Nah, now I hear you thinking, I hear you talking. Uh, didn't you say, Bishop, what are my options? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, well, my option was the only option I had. My option was to get saved. Is there anybody in here that used that option? That you were going to give your life totally and completely to God? Well, my option was to pray. I heard that prayer changes things. And prayer changes people. And prayer changes situations. Is there anybody here that needed to pray before? Is there anybody here that's still using their weapon of prayer. I'm still using that weapon. Can you say amen? Well, what else is my option? Is to encourage myself. David said when they were coming against him, I had to encourage myself in the Lord. Well, sometimes, 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 sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Can you say amen? When nobody won't shake your hand, you got to shake your own hand when nobody will pat you on the back. Reach back and pat yourself on the back and say, I will make it from here. I will not give up. I will not give out. I will not throw in the towel because God is pushing me. Can you say amen? What else is my option? Is to bless other folk. You don't get blessed so you can just bless yourself. But you got to bless somebody else. God will bless you so you can bless somebody else. Sometimes it's a test for your blessings. Can you say amen? Would you tap somebody on the shoulder and tell them neighbor, neighbor, I believe God is going to bless me to bless somebody else. It's my test that I be blessed to bless somebody else. Can you say amen? Well, what else is another option? Well, I found another option. I can walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to use my option to walk in faith. Can you say amen? Look down your row and say, I got to use that option to walk in faith. 
can you say amen? Well, what is another option, Bishop? You can speak those things that be not as though they were. And no, it don't look good, but I'm going to speak it anyhow. I know I don't have it yet. I'm going to speak it anyhow. I know they say I can't get it. I'm going to speak it anyhow. I got to open my big mouth and speak those things that be not as though they are. Can you say amen? Well, I feel like my head got pressure. When I tell myself I feel a healing coming on. I feel my knees aching. I tell myself before the day is over, these old aching knees gonna be dancing. I'm gonna be dancing. Can you say amen? You gotta say the opposite of what's going on in your body. Can you shout hallelujah? And I'm glad today to tell y'all that I use another option. I use the praise. Can you say amen? If you have a praise party and invite others to come, they'll come in with the praise. Can you say amen? Have yourself a good old praise party and use that option when something is not going right and say, hey, we gonna praise him anyway. We gonna praise him anyhow. You got to have you some anyhow praise. Ask your neighbor, do you have, do you have some anyhow praise? I got some anyhow praise that no matter what happened, I'll praise him anyhow. If I'm feeling bad in my body, I'll praise him anyhow. If I got very little money, I'm going to praise him anyhow. I got marital problems, I'm going to praise him anyhow. The children not acting right, I'm going to praise him anyhow. My boss acting a fool, I'm going to praise him anyhow. You got to praise him anyhow. Tell your neighbor, say by his stripes I'm already healed I know you got something going on this morning but you gotta tell yourself by his stripes by his stripes by his stripes I'm already healed shout glory going back is not an option can you shout glory don't you back up don't you go back. I told you in the past, I'm just like that little African boy. I know go back. I know go back on Jesus. Can you say amen? He brought you too far. Can you say amen? Grab your neighbor by the hand if you can. Grab your neighbor by the hand. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I'm not going back. I refuse to go back. Hey, I'm going 
good right now. I'm feeling too good. I'm feeling too good. Pull on somebody and say, let's go forward. Let's go forward. Going back. It's not an option. I'm not thinking small, no more evangelists. What I got to lose thinking big? Because if, 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 I, if, if I aim for the stars and laying on the clouds, at least I'm further than where I was. I'm, I'm sorry to sound this way, but there's some folk you got to leave behind. They're not willing to go where you're going. They're not willing to pay the price you're willing to pay. And you got to leave them behind. I, I hate to sound negative on it, but, but there's some folk you got to leave them behind. When, wife, when, when Lot's wife turned around, they had to leave her behind. Some of you say, well, that's so cold, that's so cruel. I had to give you a Bible on it because I know you were looking funny on it. But when she turned around, when God told her not to turn around, the Bible says she turned into what? A pillar of salt. See, going back is not an option for me. And guess what? They had to leave mama behind. There's some folk that looking back, y'all, y'all got y'all can't take them with you. I hate that, you know, I know you love them and everything else. They tied to you, they blood, but they ain't going where you're going. Once she turned into salt, there was nothing they could do. All they could do is keep going forward. Keep moving. There are going to be some family members that are going to turn back, y'all. God forbid I get devil and me turn back. First lady, keep going forward. Don't let me bring you down. Keep, go keep going forward. I'm serious about my walk with Christ, saying going back is not an option for me. I'm serious about that thing. Now, a lot of y'all been here long enough to know that I'm serious about what I do. Now, you can be mad with me if you want to. I, you know, you can say I talk a lot. You can say a whole lot of things about me, but I'm serious about my walk. I'm serious about my walk. And I'm serious about your walk, too. That's why I can't hardly wait to get here to talk to you, to tell you what God told me because he got my hips first. Amen. So we can't teach this unless God getting us to. Hallelujah. God said, be your thinking is too small. It, it is. Yeah, it is. Thinking is too small. I'm telling some of you all, your thinking is too small. You got to think outside the body. You got to think larger than where you are. 
See, God want to connect you with people that's going to help you. Nobody succeeds by themselves. God want to connect you with somebody that's going to help you and take you to the next level. But if you're always fighting the plan of God, you're not going. You're not going to be able to go. If you fight the plan of God, you're not going to be able to go to the next level. Because you're going to send people to help you. Send people to help you. I, I'm telling you right now, when I peruse this room, I'm looking at some blessed people. When I look around this room, I'm looking at people that, you know what? Bishop, thank you for that boost of confidence. Thank you for giving us a good kick, kick in the seat of the pan. Because, you know, I was going to feel like, you know, I, I could just settle where I'm doing pretty good. I got this, I got that. No, 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 don't you settle. God's got more for you. He's got more for you. Watch this. If God knows you're going to obey him and trust him, he'll add more years so you can finish what he gave you. See, your disobedience can shorten your years. We've seen that many times, haven't we? Disobedience just shortened folks' years, right? I told them not to go out with them boys. Shortened his years. Right? I told her not to be hanging out with that, them girls. Shortened the years. Y'all heard about what happened to the, 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 the girl? They, they went over there to New Mexico, and everybody else came back and left the girl over there in the room dead. Left the girl over there dead. They all them back in the moment saying, Well, where's my daughter at? We don't know. Come around there and left the girl over there in New Mexico. Uh, they went over there partying and everything, left over in the room dead. See, watch your friends, because some of them folk that say your friend, they ain't your friend. They'll drop you like a hot cake. Get around somebody that really have your interests at heart. Some, some people, they want to use a friendly pastor, want to use a friendly church. They don't want nobody to challenge them. Come on, Rev. Every time I turn around, you try to tell us what to do. Trying to tell the men how to build their wives and stuff like that. Well, that's a, that's a big issue. Because God don't use nothing else like he used marriage and the church. That's himself and him and the church, right? Every time you turn around, you try to tell us about how we need to do our money, how we need to budget, and tell us that we need to get a, you know, uh, uh, you know, have an attorney and have this and have that. Every time I tell, I'm trying to help you live better. Always trying to tell us to get a will, tell us to get a trust, and tell us to get insurance. Well, I'm tired of bearing people talking about they ain't got no insurance. I had somebody last week talking about they ain't got no insurance. Died. You know you weren't doing well. You should have got at least some burial insurance. I get tired of that. I've been doing this for th almost 40 years. And it, it, I mean, it never fails. Well, yeah, we had insurance, but we let it lapse. Why? They were acting so bad till we just, that's the time you keep it. When they're doing it, when they're living a riotous life, that's the time you make sure it's up. When they're cutting the food, double it. Huh? I remember my sister was here. She died at 33. Uh, she made my mom so mad. She made them, I mean, because she was terrible, though. But she, they made them, she made them so upset. Uh, 
And I said, listen, we cannot, we got we to keep that insurance. I'll pay for it. We got to keep that insurance up. Show sure enough, we're glad we did. Show sure enough, glad we did. See, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? When they ain't got sense enough to do it, you do it. You ain't got to tell nobody. Get your policy and you ain't got to tell everybody. Since they ain't going to have sense enough to do it themselves. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something else. Some of you, you, you doing well. You got parents. You know, they might not be doing so good. You go ahead and get a policy on them as well. So you don't have to be begging folks. Yeah, you know, mama died. She ain't had that, but I'm going to scrape my pennies together. You ain't got to scrape no pennies together. Get you some insurance. You ain't got to scrape no pennies together. I'm all off my message. I'm finna give it up now. So I'm, I just be trying to help you. That's all. I, I just want you to be right and do it. You know, hey, well, he just talking like that because he won't part. I, I ain't, listen, ain't nobody gave me nothing but their insurance. It would be nice if they just, hey, Bishop, I just want to give you this for telling me about it. They don't do none of that. Most folks say, ooh, Bishop, when my ship come in, they all ship out. All the folks done told me, like, when my ship come in, they done borrowed money from me, my car, everything else. I should come in. I'm going to pay you back. I don't see them. They, sh that sh they ship came in and they shipped out. Hallelujah. But you know, that's the way people do you. But you can't be mad. You, uh, that ain't going to call me to want to go back. That ain't going to call me to want to go back. Everybody's standing. I'm done. Everybody's standing.